It's God's gift. And all of these gifts that were displayed here this morning flow out of the work, the coming, the work of our Lord Jesus Christ. For what did the angels say? I bring you good news of great joy. To you in the city of David is born a Savior, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And the same message was brought to Joseph and Mary when they were told about the son that was to be born. You shall give him the name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Which raises the question, who needs a Savior? And what do we need to be saved from? Well, let's ask a religious leader, a clergyman with an absolutely blameless record, the Apostle Paul, who said, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the foremost. So what he's saying is, what I'm saying to you is absolutely true. It's trustworthy. And if you don't believe that Jesus came to save, to save sinners, look at me. I am the worst. I hated Jesus with a vengeance. I did everything to persecute Christians and destroy the church. But I received mercy. Amazing grace. How sweet a sound that saved a wretch like me. But then I ask you, is it really necessary for us to be saved from sin? Murderers, yes. Adulterers, scammers, they need to be dealt with. At least rehabilitated. But we are largely okay, aren't we? We can make ourselves acceptable in the sight of God by being kind. A bit of spit and polish will scrub up quite well, won't we? And the answer is no. Because sin is universal. It is all-pervasive. It's an infection that affects everyone. And Scripture, as a matter of fact, keeps saying that we, in ourselves, we are lost, helpless, like sheep that need a Savior, that need a shepherd, that need forgiveness and healing. So the message of Christmas is this, that in Christ there is a cure for sin. And it is an effective cure. In Jesus, God came into this world at a particular time in history. So we're not talking about a myth or a legend. We're talking about history. And he came with the power and the authority to forgive sins. And if you read the Gospels, you know how frequently he said to a person, my son, my daughter, 
your sins are forgiven. Well, how can he say that? How can he do this? It can only be because he took the sin of ours and all the associated guilt upon himself and suffer the consequences on the cross where he experienced the reality of God forsakenness. That is the mystery of Christmas, that he who was in being very God made himself nothing, made himself a servant and became obedient even to death on a cross. So being God, he was born. And what an utter humiliation that was to shrink to the size of a human baby near the heart and in the arms of Mother Mary. And when he was born, there was no room for him. There was a stable and a baby in a feeding trough. Now, these things don't fit into our modern culture. We like sparkle, we like glitter, we like ceremony, we like celebrity, we, may, we like fanfare. A humble birth in a stable in Bethlehem makes God look ridiculous. Maybe, maybe. But is as is so often the case, the foolishness of God is wiser than men. Why did God choose shepherds to receive news of great joy? Shepherds who were nobodies. They were the lowest classes. Why did God choose Mary, a Jewish peasant girl, to become the mother of Jesus? Why not a princess in a palace? That's what God does. He lifts up the humble and he puts down the mighty who have no regard for him. So this birth was a great demonstration of God coming to us in gentleness and in love. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. That's the mystery of Christmas. God coming close, seeking sinners, blessing, reconciling. And the angel said, that good news is for you, and for you and for everybody else. And that was a wonderful message to a people who were under the rule of a foreign power, the power of Rome. It was a wonderful message to people who felt abandoned by God as though God didn't care. But then all of a sudden, there is an angel. There is an announcement, a breakthrough. God remembers. He remembers his promise to Abraham to make him a channel of blessing to all the nations. So this birth didn't happen in a vacuum. It's part of God's great plan of salvation. He remembered and took up residence in our neighborhood in the person of Jesus, 
who becomes the bridge that spans that enormous gap that divides us unholy people from a holy God. Peace on earth and mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. Friends, we need such a saviour because we cannot save ourselves. Try as you might through your uprightness, good work, self-denial, meditation, and so on, we cannot find God. God finds us by becoming one of us through the birth of Jesus. God takes the initiative and shares himself with us. But it also comes with a challenge for the one who was born, the Savior, we are told by the angel, he is Christ the Lord, the Lord, that is, Master. And whenever a person is saved, there is always the call, come and follow me. And the question is, are you and I willing to bow before that Master and acknowledge him as our Savior in such a way that his will becomes our will. So we need to pray, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray. Cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. And if that is our real desire, to allow his will to become ours. As though he is born in us, then things will change. And such a desire is not just a fleeting emotional moment, but it has implications for our everyday living. You know, shepherds, after their great experience, they had to go back to the sheep. The wise men from the east had to go home. And after Christmas, we go back to the normal routine. The question is, will our life continue as is? Or shall we live for him who is Lord of life? So I want to encourage you, friends, congregation, to marvel at the mystery of God becoming one of us. Worship him and then be transformed through the sheer wonder of his love and presence. And let this be our prayer. Oh, come to me. Abide with me, my Lord Emmanuel, and be my Savior. And if that's a genuine prayer, then it will really, really be Christmas. Let's pray. Lord, our Father, thank you for sending your Son to be our Savior, to give light in the midst of human darkness, 
and grant that we, as we come face to face with the mystery of that light on earth, may enjoy the peace and the freedom that he gives. And grant that we, as we joyfully receive him as our Savior, may with sure confidence see him when he comes to be our judge, where with you and the Holy Spirit he lives and reigns, one God, in glory everlasting. Amen. We're going to respond with the singing of the carol, Angels, We Have